0: Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk, and the word for the day is dumpster fire. I feel a little bit like when I was a kid and you watched Sesame Street and they had a word for the day, but that's going to be our word for the day for the podcast because the more and more I look at the world in which we live, our country, I can't help but think dumpster fire. Um, I shared this in Bible study yesterday, but I read this article that... uh, Oregon, uh, a university in Oregon. It's actually Western Oregon University. And uh, what is it about Oregon anyways, before I get into the story? I mean, it used to be like California was a poster child for dysfunction in this country. But, but I kind of think it's, it's, it's been replaced by Oregon. Oregon's been pretty bad for a while. In fact, the governor of uh, California is starting to align himself with more conservative values because he probably in the next election is going to run for president he actually there was a bill that was going to ban tackle football under the age of 12 or something like that in california and he threatened to veto it uh, so they withdrew the bill so uh, uh, i don't know that california at least for the next four years while their current governor is aligning himself to be a little bit more mainstream i don't know that california is going to be our poster child of uh, dysfunction in this country. They'll still give it a run for the money, but Oregon's been pretty bad for a while. So there's this university in Oregon. It's actually called Western Oregon University. And uh, they have decided that, you know, when, when kids fail a class, that just really damages their psyche. So you, you can no longer fail a class at Western Oregon University. And uh in what they found is like sixty eight percent of people who end up dropping out as freshmen have dropped out because they failed a class. So in their rationale, if you just keep them from failing classes, then they won't drop out. Now they they'll claim that's like better for humanity, uh, because you know, the kids are staying in school, but actually it's it's a business model and if you can keep the kids from dropping out, you can keep getting money from them. If they drop out as freshmen, you know, you've just lost three years of uh uh, of a client, three years of uh, payment for that student if they drop out. And so you can't fail there anymore. They've done away with D minuses and Fs. Now, if you don't pass your class, they, uh, you don't get credit for it, but you can't fail it. And what that means then is when the kids look at their GPA, because they're so sensitive to GPAs, um, the, the classes that they basically fail, which they don't fail, they just don't get credit for it, that doesn't count against you. So your GPA and your final GPA is finally, you know, it's considered basically by all the classes that you've shown proficiency in that you've passed. And It'll give you a grade on that, but they just don't give you a grade if you fail. You just have to retake the class. So um, it, it, it brings to a new level uh, like the participation trophy that uh, that kids get nowadays that they never had when I was kids uh, because, well, their psyche is just it's so sensitive that if if they actually fail a class you know they're they're not going to be able to cope with that and they may just have to drop out of school so that's a new one for me i'm not aware of any other university uh doing away with that uh standard that has been the standard in our country for the last couple hundred years uh but you can now not fail at western oregon university but it is oregon so i guess it's to be expected um Item number two on It's a Dumpster Fire uh, podcast is uh, uh, J.P. Morgan. Um, They have come out and and said that the United States, because of its irresponsibility, and we know this, uh, but the irresponsibility of the debt in America, um, we are headed for a financial cliff, and we're about 10 years away, and we're headed for the cliff at about 60 miles an hour. And they're basically saying in 10 years, uh, the, the financial situation in America could be so bad, it's going to be like a death spiral that we're not even going to be able to pull out of it. And Jamie Dimon, the, the uh, chief executive officer, the head of uh, JP Morgan, he and uh, Paul Ryan basically have come together and said, this is the most avoidable crisis that we have we see see it clearly it's coming a mile away but no one's doing anything about it and you know this is my frustration because I'm going to add the Republicans as a dumpster fire here in in a little bit so I don't want to use all my ammo yet because I want to talk about just the financial state of this country but you know it, it used to be that it's the left that just would always like to spend and have no financial like Uh, soundness to what they're doing they just hand out money like it's candy and social programs like it's candy and so forth but that's not the case anymore uh this new republican party uh that in many respects takes on a lot of characteristics of the of the democrats uh they they like spending too and i know this isn't completely new but it's it, it's horrific. I mean, it, it, this was the whole thing, on, you know, with Trump. And Trump did many great things when he was president for the conservative cause, but he didn't do anything financially uh, to help the conservative cause. I mean, debt went up forty percent. Our national debt, like, went up forty percent under his four years in office. Now that's lower than what, what it went up under some other people, but that's still it went up by eight trillion dollars, and so where was the w- during those four years where was the financial discipline that we need so that we don't go off this cliff and and, and then like well if only the Republicans would take control of the house you know th- then we would be able to get spending under control I mean it would be like the contract with America back when Newt Ging- Gingrich and I think I was in college or late high school or whatever when whenever that was it, it, and like they, they, they tightened the the bolts it it was uh, financially fiscally conservative if only the Republicans would take over the the house uh, you know then we would be able to to have some financial discipline no that's that's not how it's been you know it it doesn't matter who the speaker's been since the Republicans have taken it over we just keep pushing it down the road we keep raising the debt ceiling so like Trump the one who's gonna just uh, destroy the you know blow everything up and you know stop politics the way that it's always been uh, he didn't stop it the republicans in congress aren't going to stop it and you know why none of them are going to stop it because to tell someone no and to tell like people that are getting these free handouts no that doesn't get you votes and elections are so close in this country anyways how can you afford to 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 lose you know a few a few million votes and so no one is doing anything about it, it is completely like Uh, preventable but we're not going to do anything about it and so you know you have very smart people once again like jamie diamond who's saying we're headed for a financial cliff i mean when you go off a cliff the results are not really good and that's where we're headed we see it coming there's a lot that we can do about it but as we get closer you know what Uh, the harder it will be and the tougher the decisions will be. And I don't think anyone has the the fortitude to do anything about it because as a society, this is like one giant dumpster fire in our country right now. Let's go to the border. You know, for the last uh, three years, uh, our current administration with President Biden has been horrific with protecting the border. And if you like to listen to the Republicans, I mean, it's like the it's like mass murder every day. You're letting in all these murders and terrorists and all these other things. Well, Biden knows that he's been wrong about this. He knows he's on the wrong side of this issue. He knows it might cost him enough votes it will cost him the election. So he's moving to the middle in order to to get votes. I mean, clearly. And so in the Senate, the Republicans and Democrats have come together. They've come up with a plan It's not finalized yet. But it'll basically move it back to, like, Trump-era border restrictions. And you know what the Republicans are doing about it? Absolutely nothing. Trump says, no, reject it. It's not, it's not a good enough bill. Put it on me. Uh, the Speaker of the House, no, you know, you no, know, because he's in Trump's pocket. He's not willing to do anything about it. Here's the deal. If it's if it improves the situation 30%, if we can improve the situation by 30% for, you know, eight months, nine months, then you know what? Then let Trump or whoever run on the fact like, you know what, they did something, but the only reason they did it was to gain votes, and they should have done a whole lot more. But if we really have rapists, murderers, terrorists, and everyone coming across the border, if we can reduce that by 30, 40, or 50% for the next several months, then then dang it, do it. Or otherwise you're just playing politics or otherwise that's not really what's going on or who's coming across so if the problem is as bad as it is and I believe it probably is then take what you can get we know why it's being done it's only being done by politics but you don't allow that border to stay wide open for another you know 10 months 11 months because of politics if if I knew that someone's going to break into my house and steal everything, would I just keep the house open just because I want to prove the point that I'm right? No. I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And that's what's going on in this country. People put politics over safety, politics over what's best for this country. It doesn't matter if it's financially. It doesn't matter if the board, it's the border. it's It's a dumpster fire. Speaking of dumpster fires, how about Ukraine? Now I get it's a corrupt country. I, I, I get that they've had their issues, but like somehow, like Republicans who used to be against Russia because Russia is against democracy and a lot of the principles we stand for, uh, Republicans used to be like they used to be the saber saber rattlers. They used to be the ones that like made sure that American and its influence was propagated across the world. And for some reason, that's fallen into the Democrats, the Democrats' hands because the Republican Party themselves have become a dumpster fire. There's like a civil war in the in, in the Republican Party between being isolationists or not isolationists, and you know, you know whether you're MAGA enough or whether you're this or that. I mean, it, it's like it's incredible. So the Republicans, you know, we're, we're the ones, you know, we we were the ones screaming that like Biden messed up Afghanistan, but. We're allowing to, are uh, willing to allow Ukraine to, you know, be overrun by Russia, when someone else, maybe even ourselves, at some point down the road, we're going to have to deal with Russia. Now, I get we have financial issues, and I think a point can be made like this costs this much money. Do we want to add on this debt for this? What I was reading is we would have to add about five percent to our defense budget. To adequately supply Ukraine to continue to fight their war so the question is is that's not 5% to the US budget it's the defense budget now defense budgets the biggest part of our budget but you know 5% is it worth it I, I, arguably I, I think it is uh, but but here's the bigger issue is is that with with like us not supporting that and, and trying to block all aid to Ukraine do you think China's watching and if Ukraine's not all that important and I think you can argue that it's not I don't agree because of the Russia aspect of it, but but China's watching. So is Taiwan important? And so if what we see is that uh, that the, the the part of the American government that has always been really pro-defense, pro carrying a big stick, pro you know America's influence in, in this world, you know the, the Republicans, if they see that the Republicans don't have a stomach to. To stand up to Russia and Ukraine, why would we in Taiwan? And is Taiwan a little bit more critical, especially with all of their uh, technology production and so forth that goes on there? I, I think so. And and so, even if you don't, if you don't think Ukraine's worth it, and and I get if you don't, I'm not judging you if you don't think that. But by supporting them against Russia, you send a message to China. And can we afford to not send that kind of message to China? And once again, this is just another example of the dumpster fires that we have, not only in this country, but this world. Um, I got into a little bit of what's going on in the Republican Party. And and I have to tell you, like, the, the, the extreme left of the Democrats, it's just like it's lunacy. It's absolutely lunacy. And they've always been clearly like insane and lunatics and so forth. But I would say that there's an element and there's a faction that is broken free on the, on the right uh, that, that is equally as uh, is troubling. And once again, it's creating a, a civil war within uh, the Republican Party, which you know, traditionally has always kept sanity in this country. So when the party that's keeping sanity is now having a, uh, an argument over what reality is and, and, and what policy should be, it's just not a good thing. Which then gets me to um, my last point is uh, uh, it, was, it was an interesting comment that was asked. And I don't care if you like uh, Ron DeSantis or not. I, I personally liked him, but it doesn't matter if I personally liked him or not. But I did like his answer to this question. Uh, someone asked him if he was willing, uh, if he was going to run for president in four years. His answer was, let's see if we have a country in four years. Now, frankly, if that was the Ron DeSantis of the campaign, I think he would have had a whole lot more support than than what he did. But he's always been a tell-it-like-it-is type person. And I have to tell you, I I don't know that it's a real possibility that we don't have a country in four years, but I have to tell you with the dumpster fires that are going on in this country right now, whatever country is left in four years or whatever the state of our country is, um, may be a whole lot more... uh, difficult to turn around to do something with than what, uh, than what we're looking at right now. And it's pretty, uh, it's pretty startling right now. You know, we've always said, uh, God bless America. This is God talk. So I do, do need to pull a little God into, uh, into, uh, this dumpster fire podcast. We always say, God bless America. I, I wonder like if God sits there and says, why should I? Because like, I'm wondering why should he? What exactly about our country? Is it our, you know, our fiscal, uh, you know, stability and, and how wisely we use money in this country? Is it is it how we promote values and morality in this country? Is it, you know, is it our extreme tolerance in which you know, in corporations, we, we have to teach that every kind of wickedness and dysfunction is normal and equal, if not better, than, than to God himself. In Bible study yesterday, uh, one of the people in class said she worked for, and she didn't say the corporation she worked for, but she a co-worker complained because she had a, a cal- calendar devotional on her desk, and she was forced to take it down or she was going to be written up. This is the dumpster fire of the country in which we live. So I guess my, my preference would be we stop saying God bless America because in the end, why should he? I, I just give me one good reason because I'm, I'm struggling to come up with any. Well, I'm sorry if this is too depressing of a podcast for you, but uh, we are getting into that time of year. It's going to be an interesting year in 2024 as politics, religion, society, all that just come crashing together. And uh, I don't know about God bless America, but certainly God help us because this country, the society in which we live in, has become one giant dumpster fire. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of God Talk. I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week.